at Alina Health. We care about your health and wellness. Learn how Alina Health provides care that can benefit you in this edition of The Wellcast. Now here's your host, Melanie Cole. With over one in three adults greater than 65 years old taking more than five medications daily, understanding and managing medication use can be expensive, confusing, and sometimes harmful. Coming up with tools to help your loved ones use their medications will better ensure that they get the health benefits they desire. My guest today is Dr. Matt Kressel. He's a pharmacist practitioner with Alina Health. Welcome to the show, Dr. Kressel. Why is medication management so important nowadays? Well, I think, Melanie, thank you for, for having me. Um, you know, medications obviously are, are given with, with good intentions, but oftentimes uh, can cause more, more harm than good. And in fact, you know, prescription drugs rank fourth uh, with stroke as the leading cause of death uh, in the United States. And you can imagine, uh, you know, a billboard, um, you know, outlining the, the risk of stroke, but uh, you oftentimes um, don't see things related to, to medicines and, and the risk of that. So, you know, oftentimes medication management is important because, uh, you know, we're, you're ingesting things with, you know, known risks and um, you know, as a pharmacist, we, you know, try to address that risk uh, when we meet with patients. What are some of the most common mistakes or issues that you see when people are taking multiple medications? Um, you know, it, it, it's interesting because oftentimes, you know, patients see multiple providers, especially elderly uh, adults. You know, uh, oftentimes when they're seeing uh, many different doctors, they they simply just don't understand what the, the medicine is for. Um, they oftentimes just kind of go along with whatever the provider tells them during a, a, you know, a, a, an encounter like that. And because they see so many different types of doctors, um, they can oftentimes leave the doctor's office not understanding uh, what it is they take. And um, what, when we get involved, um, you know, oftentimes they're a little dumbfounded um, as to you know, what their medicines are for. Um, and then we kind of go in and, and kind of try to, you know, give them the information they need. Um, but in terms of kind of practical examples, um, oftentimes, you know, patients will, will not generally have the habits um, that are necessary to kind of ensure that they're taking them on a regular basis. And that, again, is another thing as a pharmacist we do is really try to develop the, the tools and habits that allow them to safely take medicine. So there are other things that can affect medications and whether they work effectively or not. What are some of those like supplements or vitamins? How do those work with medications? Um, Well, you know, vitamins and supplements, uh, you know, occupy a very um, large part of uh, America. You know, it's anywhere from a 12 to $37 billion industry, depending on uh, what statistics you, you see. But um, you know, vitamins and supplements can be used for lots of different reasons. They can sometimes complement the medicines you're taking. So, for example, you take a vitamin D supplement because it helps your calcium um, be absorbed. Oftentimes, people are taking vitamins to mitigate or lessen a side effect from a medicine. Um, so, for example, uh, CoQ10 is used for patients who don't tolerate uh, cholesterol medicines. But, um, you know, Supplements are, are great uh, in many different contexts, but um, it's very much a buyer beware uh, market. Um, supplements are not regulated the same way 
that prescription drugs are. And what I mean by that is uh, supplements aren't, um, you know, mandated to prove their effectiveness. Um, they're really only mandated to prove that they're not uh, going to be unsafe when you take them. Um, and so it creates a situation where the barriers to entry for uh, vitamins and supplements are very low. You get lots of different makers out there. Um, and when you have that situation, you, you don't necessarily know what you're taking as well. So this is my long-winded way of saying that um, supplements can be great. Uh, there are many good examples of that that I illustrated, but uh, it very much requires um, kind of a, a diligent eye as to, you know, who makes it and is that, that company that you're buying that supplement from uh, reputable. One of the most important things is knowing what medications you're on. What are some of the best things people can do to set themselves up for success with their medications if they have to go to the emergency room or if a loved one is taking care of them? What do you tell people every day about managing their medications? Um, you know, I think the biggest thing is is having a list. And I kind of go back to a point I, I made earlier where, um, you know, patients are seeing multiple different providers and um, as a pharmacist, what I what I do when I, I go into patients' homes or see them in clinic is, you know, they've seen multiple providers and they don't even have a, a, an accurate list uh, to present to uh, a caregiver about what they're taking. And, you know, anytime there's an omission or, um, an, you know, um, an incorrect, you know, dose or something like that, that can set somebody up um, for, for potential error. So just having a list. Um, with them, uh, updating it on a regular basis. And, and I think really, you know, a, a big point is, you know, just understanding the basics of what it's for and, and what to expect. You know, we don't, or I don't expect my patients to know every side effect of every medicine they take, but just, you know, a basic, um, this is for my blood pressure, this is for my cholesterol, this is for my COPD or asthma, um, you know, this is for UTI prevention. Um, just a very kind of, again, um, layman's understanding, I think, can be really helpful so, um, you know, caregivers can get a sense of what's going on with the patient. And what about different pharmacies? If they use more than one pharmacy, how do they combine all of these different medications? Can they tell one pharmacy all of the things? Do you recommend that they stick with just one? Um, in general, yes. I think, you know, anytime you can provide a, a consistent um, process for yourself, not only the pharmacy you go to, but that pharmacist who is there um, consistently, you know, having that relationship, I always advocate for. Um, you know, unfortunately, there are times when patients need to use multiple pharmacies, you know, for example, if they need to get a, a novelty drug um, that isn't available at, at every pharmacy. Um, but again, um, you know, one place for consistency is best to, again, kind of help with the record keeping. And then uh, from there, you know, if there are multiple locations, you know, updating that list or helping your loved one um, update that list and um, can, be, can be vital. If someone's taking care of an aging parent, what are some of the signs they should look for that the parent might need assistance with their medication? Um, it's a great question. Um, when I go into patient homes or see them in clinic, uh, the first thing I ask the patients to do 
um, is to just get all your medicines in one spot. So if you're, um, you know, a loved one and trying to figure out, okay, is my loved one doing it right or not? You know, gathering all the medicines is a good idea. And if they're in multiple places in the home, that's a, that's a kind of a warning sign that they're not managing it well, because um, having them in one spot just ensures that they're more likely to do it on a regular basis. Uh, many patients use pillboxes. And so oftentimes when I meet with patients, I'll just take a peek in the box and if there are lots of uh, lots that are still full of medicine, it gives you some confidence that um, they're not taking them as they as they should. Um, the other thing, you know, just simple things like looking for medicines on the floor. I have patients who, um, you know, sometimes you know have shaky hands um, due to, you know, an essential tremor or Parkinson's disease, and the medicines won't actually physically get into their mouth. So if you see a, a pill on the floor, that's another. Uh, sign that, you know, things uh, may not be as, as they should. Um, you know, if your, uh, you know, loved one doesn't have regular patterns, meaning eating times, sleeping times, uh, running errands, etc., cetera, um, oftentimes it can be harder for them to remember to take their medicine. And so that can be another sign um, that you can kind of look at or a clue um, it can feel a little bit like you're a detective kind of putting a, a story together. Uh, and then kind of the last thing is, is just looking at the bottles. And if the dates are old um, and the number of pills times the number of times a day they're taking it don't add up, that's another sign they're, they're not taking their medicine. Now, with so many people on pain medications and possible opioids, do you advise children of aging parents to count these number of pills because there is an OD problem in this country with elderly and taking these pain medications at the wrong times or too close together. What do you tell them? Um, you know, oftentimes I tell them, you know, these can be habit forming. I think the, the media nowadays um, are doing a, a much better job of kind of outlining the risks. I hear my patients talking a lot more about um, the risk and they're worried about um, dependency. Um, but as it relates to, you know, small children, you know, keeping them in a uh, locked um, cabinet or uh, facility that, um, you know, is under kind of lock and key. I have patients who store controlled substances literally in a safe um, just because of their concern about, you know, um, other people in the home uh, potentially uh, getting access to them and, um, you know, abusing them or misusing them. Um, beyond that, I think really kind of articulating appropriate use and inappropriate use, and then just being aware of, you know, what the risks actually are. So for example, with, um, opiate medicines or benzodiazepines, those are things like, um, Ativan, um, or diazepam or oxycodone or hydrocodone. Um, the big risk, the, the life altering risk is respiratory depression meaning they, they, they literally stop breathing from overuse of the medicine. And just kind of making it very clear, again, in layman's terms, what the risk is um, for overuse um, can, I think, make a big difference as to, you know, how they go, go forth and use them. Where's the best place to store your medications? Wherever you're going to remember them <laughs> the most to, to take them. So uh, when I talk to patients about adherence, um, I give them very frank statistics about adherence rates. So when you go into the peer-reviewed literature um, and look at adherence, 
Um, oftentimes, patients taking their medicines half the time, it, you know, is what you see. And so, you know, just want, being very kind of forthright with, you know, most people don't remember them about half the time. And um, so I always kind of tell them a central location in the house is a good place. Um, and a lot of it is around rituals and habit formation. So for many people, the first place they stop in the morning is the kitchen. So I tend to prefer the, the kitchen as a, as a place because um, most medicines are taken in the morning. Um, that's where the day begins. Um, and that's where you can, again, develop the habit of taking your medicines by having them in uh, close physical proximity. Um, the other benefit is that, you know, they're going to be stored under room temperature. You don't have to worry about them overheating um, in the bathroom where heat and humidity can become more of an issue. And just wrap it up for us, Dr. Kressel, if you would. What's your best advice when it comes to managing your own or someone else's medication? Give the best advice and tell people what you tell them every day about remembering to take these important medications. Um, I really, the only advice I give them is around um, looking at their their rituals or or daily habits. So, um, you know, taking medicines is no different than any other uh, habit that you develop, um, if it's a good one. And, you know, understanding how you tick, um, understanding what you do on a daily basis, and then fitting your medicines into that, that daily routine, um, I think is really, uh, when it comes down to it, um, the best advice I can give. And then beyond that, um, you know, developing um, a strategy to help you remember, such as a pill timer or an alarm, I think can be a, a useful um, tool as well. Thank you so much for being with us. It's really great and very important information. You're listening to The Wellcast with Alina Health. And for more information, you can go to alinahealth.org. That's alinahealth.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.